Hey everybody, this is your host, Matt Castellini, and welcome to Chicago Capital. We have a great episode lined up today, but before that, a word from our sponsors, World Business Chicago. In 2021 alone, local founders have raised more than $5 billion in VC dollars, making Chicago a national destination for founders, investors, and innovators. As the city of Chicago's economic development organization, World Business Chicago drives growth and opportunity for our local tech economy and innovation ecosystem through its flagship programs such as the Chicago Venture Summit, Startup Chicago, Think Chicago, and Venture Engine. Learn more via worldbusinesschicago.com. Janice, thank you so much for hopping on Chicago Capital. It is always a pleasure to interview another current Booth student. Um, It's great to have you on the show. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. I think we'd all love a uh, introduction about yourself, um, you know, your path to starting this company, and then maybe walk us through a little bit about what True to Form does. Yeah, happy to. So I'm a current MBA student at Chicago Booth, currently in my second year. Um, my background: I grew up in Rhode Island, went to school at Dartmouth um, for economics and biology. After that, spent about five years working at a boutique strategy consulting firm, where um, I manage a lot of Um, engagements ranging from data analytics to new product planning and headed up the recruiting arm there actually as co-chair of the recruiting program. So one of my favorite parts about that job was helping to scale the business. And um, from there, I decided to go to Chicago Booth to really um, dive deeper into the entrepreneurial ecosystem, spent some time in early stage VC, and then decided to start on my own business. So now I'm the co-founder and CEO of True to Form. It's a 3D body scanning platform for apparel design and fitting. And so we have a body scanning app that enables users to generate highly accurate avatars of themselves via a 10 second scan on the smartphone. And that can be used to be securely shared with apparel designers and apparel businesses so that they get accurate measurements for the construction of garments. So what introduced you to this problem, I guess, you know, like I think, I, I'm sure COVID had something to do with it, but I'd love to kind of hear the problem solution genesis and and how you sort of got hooked on this idea so much so that, you know, it's where you're going to invest all your time, resources, sweat, and uh, tears for the next, uh, you know, foreseeable future. Yeah, it's a great question. So like many amazing ideas, it all started in the summer of 2020 when the pandemic was really in full force. And so I was actually just about to start my first year at Chicago Booth when this idea came to myself and my sister, who is now my co-founder and CTO. So that's been super fun. Um, So during the summer, we picked up a new hobby for sewing and altering our own clothes. So we were on this mission to find a dress form that we could use to alter our own clothes. You can't tell over podcasts, but both my sister and I are similar in size, pretty petite, 5'1 on a good day. And so unfortunately, after a lot of searching, we really couldn't find any dress forms that matched our body shapes. And then that's when we realized that the dress form, which is a foundational tool for how garments are made, are really not representative of many different body shapes and sizes, definitely not our own. And so we went down a rabbit hole for a while actually of thinking about, can we 
manufacture custom dress forms using a body scan on a mobile device. And that's how we prototyped our first minimal viable pro minimum viable product, um, which essentially is a virtual dress form. So it was kind of like a virtual mannequin cut off at the shoulders below the buttocks um, and started showing that to different apparel designers. Um, and when we dug into it, we realized there was this massive shift happening in the fashion industry um, where the physical dress form was going to be a thing of the past. And instead, pattern makers, designers were looking for digital renderings of their customers. And so that's how we got to where our product is today, which is essentially an avatar generation tool for apparel design and fitting. Um, so now we have a full body avatar product um, that can be generated from simple 10 second scan on a mobile device. And so if I'm a user of this or potential user of it, are you selling this through sort of self-serve? People go to the app store, download it on their phone, or are you trying to sell this through the retailers, you know, through the Nordstrom's and et cetera? Uh, I guess, how is it getting into to people's hands today? Yeah, it's a great question. So we're selling to businesses and specifically we're selling to apparel designers. And I know that's kind of a broad statement, but you can think of apparel designers as fitting into two different categories. You have designers of custom fit businesses. So maybe you're a made to measure brand or you're a costume designer for a film or TV show, or you could be a designer that sits within a product development team at a large apparel brand. So think your large sportswear brands. And so the user who would be scanning themselves would be prompted and, and they'd be prompted to take the scan from the business themselves. Um, so in that way, if you're a major measure brand, for example, and you need a remote fitting tool for a customer, you can use our platform to request a scan from your customer. Your customer would be prompted to download the app on their own mobile devices, take a scan in 10 seconds and share their avatar with that designer. And then the designer can go to their web dashboard where they can browse all of the avatars that have been shared with them and get access to all the measurements they would need to create a well-fitting garment. So is this like technology that was like off the shelf that you were able to just sort of find and, and use, utilize for this application and for this business? Like, I guess the idea of taking my physical form and creating an avatar, um, I have to imagine like video, I'm not in the video game ecosystem or the metaverse ecosystem at all. Maybe I should be, I don't know. But uh, is there like technology that exists today that you guys are able to leverage in order to create this? So I'm super lucky in that my co-founder and CTO is highly talented. She has an engineering background. So a little bit about her. She went to school at Princeton, studied engineering and aerospace, then got a master's at UT Austin, has many patents under her name. And um, she was the one who developed the core scanning technology that powers our product. Now we're a patent pending product and we're highly differentiated from other smartphone apps from the technical approach that we take to body scanning, which is specifically tailored to the designer. Where, how'd you guys get connected? I, I'm so curious. I always love hearing how like CEOs, CTOs, founders met each other. How, how are you guys able to get connected? So my co-founder is actually my sister. And so ah. we've known each other our entire lives. And so I got super lucky in that aspect. I was like, wait, because I was like, wait, where did the sister go? Did she disappear from the story? Is she not involved? <laughs> like, oh man, um, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's so cool. Um, so I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'd love to dig in a little bit to um, kind of the market. I mean, I know there are services right now because effectively it sounds like the problem you're solving for is is, is ordering online can be such a hassle. People don't know their, bo you know, their body sizes. 
uh, can mean that shipments arrive and they don't fit you perfectly. It can lead to customer dissatisfaction. Are there other tools out there today that you think will coexist with your model? Like Black Card is an example that allows for free and easy returns. So it's obviously you're not going to get what you want right away, but you can return it if you want to. It's not too difficult to do. Do you think all of this sort of is going to exist uh, in tandem with each other? and Or do you think this model, what you guys have created, um, could be kind of the leading uh, solution? Because again, then companies don't have to go out and buy you know, a black cart uh, subscription or use that service. Do you think this is kind of the final product that that will sort of unlock so many of these retailers to, to sort of you know, lower their expenses, lower their returns? Um, what's your kind of thought, I guess, in the market you know, evolution? Yeah, it's a great question. So my opinion on this is that the problem is so large that it's not going to be solved by a single technology provider. Provider, And there's a lot of awesome companies out there that are tackling the problem from different angles. And where we see a spot for ourselves is this underserved market of apparel designers. They currently don't have a tool that's really geared toward their needs. And so um, part of our kind of um, strategy here is to partner with other technology providers in this space to really provide a full comprehensive solution to the problem of fit. Um, and so, you know, a lot of different um, companies out there are really tackling the problem from the end of the supply chain. So that purchasing decision, right? And a lot of these companies are helping consumers with the decision of, okay, these are all of the sizes that this apparel brand has decided to provide me. Which of these sizes is going to fit me best? Our perspective is that that absolutely is an important part of the user um, journey, but it's missing a whole other part, which is how clothing is designed in the first place. And that's what we're hoping to kind of solve for. So thinking about the very beginning of the supply chain, right? If you're an apparel designer um, sitting in the product development team, how do you design a garment for uh, your target demographic? Right now, they're using fit models that they believe represent the average body shape and size of their target demographic, but oftentimes these are just wild guesses. And so with a tool like this, where we're serving as the main connector between an apparel business and their true customer, you're unlocking huge opportunities for more sustainable design, for designs and um, sizes that truly actually represent the body shape and measurements of their customers. Totally, totally. I think that makes a ton of sense. Um, I think I would love to tap into a little bit on how you guys discovered uh, you know, your initial target market. It sounds like retailers, you know, the movie industry. What was that process like, basically, where you had this idea, you, know, you yourself experienced the problem, and, and what were sort of the steps you went through, you and your sister, to kind of nailing down, okay, like, there is actually a need for this. People will pay us money. Uh, how did you kind of get from A to B there? Yeah, it was quite a journey. Um, it was essentially the entire first quarter of my booth experience was doing a ton of customer discovery, where I was talking to everybody in the industry that would be willing to talk to us. And so our um, our thoughts kind of really evolved as we started shopping around this MVP. So once we built out this virtual dress form and started demoing it to pattern makers, technical designers, tailors, anybody in the industry who would talk to us, we realized that... Um, this is something that apparel brands have been searching for for at least two years at this point. And with the pandemic, they were even more kind of desperate for a solution like this. And so it was when we showed them that initial kind of janky first generation product, to be honest, that they were like, wait, this is actually the most accurate body scanning um, output that we've seen 
from like across the market. And not only do we want this virtual dress form, we actually want a full avatar product. We want it to be animated. We want to drape our clothing on it. And that's really when we realized we really hit the jackpot. And so I guess, you know, what's the status today? And apologies if you might've mentioned this at the top, but you know, how many partnerships do you have today? How many retailers? Um, and what's kind of the monetization pathway look like? Yeah. So we're currently in closed beta testing with about 25 early adopters. Um, the majority of them sit within our initial beachhead market, which are a custom fit market. So made to measure brands and costume designers for film, TV, and stagewear. Um, the reason why we're focused in custom fit first is because there's a desperate need for our solution there. Um, in the wake of the pandemic, you know, in-person fittings became really challenging for these businesses. And so we're actually getting inbound interest from costume designers of HBO, for example, folks in theater, folks who are launching e-commerce sites for Made to Measure who really don't have any other means of getting the measurements they need to create garments for their customers. Um, so in terms of what's next for us, we're spending the next about 10 to 12 months really building out the robustness and usability of our product so we can prepare for a broader launch. And we're looking to raise a seed round in the spring summer of next year to support those efforts. Got it. Got it. That makes a ton of sense. And how, what's it like as a founder, I guess? I, I talked to a lot of founders about, uh, you know, kind of the, the dual challenge of generating buzz, generating sort of, um, you know, pilots. And and then once they're locked in, you know, oh, wow, we have to service those. We actually have to, you know, with the manpower we have, what's that sort of been like uh, for you guys? What's the, I guess, the team look like today? Um, how are you looking to build it out? And uh, we'd just love to kind of hear about that kind of dual uh, challenge that, you know, you, you sh I'm sure you face. Oh, yeah. It's, it's funny. It's almost like a light switch that turns on. Like as soon as you get interest, then all of a sudden, everybody is demanding the product and they have so many features that they want built out. And um, so as soon as we kind of got that validation, we actually decided to raise a small friends and family round in order to accelerate product development because there was so much to build. Um, and with that, we were able to build out our team more and build our product much faster. So now we're up to 14 people, including contractors, and we've been able to build out our end-to-end -end workflow for our product, both on the app side and on our web dashboard. Um, and so, yeah, we're kind of firing on all cylinders, trying to get the features built out and preparing for the product. But that issue of scale is that's the biggest that's the biggest thing that we need to raise money for in the spring summer is once our product is fully robust and ready to use, how do we scale it? How do we provide the infrastructure? And we think that funding will really help um, bring us there. Yeah, I, I think that's that's such an interesting kind of stage you guys are at right now. Um, in, in the future, though, I guess if I'm thinking about like the size of this market, right, and and what the steady state form of the business will look like, and how many sort of industries it may touch upon, uh, how are you thinking about that, and and sort of the long term vision? Oh, hey, oh, you cut yeah, out for are you a back? Second. Did you hear me? Oh. Okay. Hey. I think you might be back. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, not sure whose end that was, but uh, you've just paused, I think right before you're about to answer the question. Did you, did you hear the question? Yeah. Was it, um, can you repeat the question one more time actually? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. I'll just start from the top. Um, three, two, one. 
Oh, no, that sounds so interesting. I think you guys are at such a kind of cool inflection point right now. Um, I, I am curious about kind of the size of this overall opportunity and the market sizing and how you're thinking about this business and the steady state of the future and how many industries it could really touch upon. Uh, would love to just kind of hear your sort of long, long-term strategic vision there. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, we're kind of tackling the most, most complex part of the problem first, building a tool for the construction of garments and the fitting of garments. Um, we think that by really establishing our technology with designers, we're going to be well positioned to expand into merchandising teams. And so in the long term, we aim to be the single data partner that connects apparel brands to their customers across the supply chain at every stage. So not just in design, but also in the prototyping of these garments, and then also in the selling of these garments. With our avatars, you can imagine we can build a state-of-the-art fit simulation tool that integrates into these websites where you can get your own personal true-to-form avatar um, and drape whatever the brand's clothing are on directly on your avatar, see it in motion, see how the garment fits on motion, get a size prediction, right? So there's a ton that can be done. And our strategy here is to focus, focus, focus first on product development and design and then be well positioned to dominate the virtual fitting room space as well. And beyond that, you know, with the metaverse and everything um, that's going around that, there's a ton of other applications that go beyond clothing as well. Um, just having your own personal avatar, there's a ton of applications when it comes to gaming, you know, other industries, shopping, you know, um, digital marketing. Those are things that we're definitely considering and thinking about too. Yeah, that was kind of the, the sort of, uh, I guess, uh, next next question I had, honestly, was um, I'm somebody who's sort of scratching the surfaces a little bit of the quote unquote metaverse. I guess, when did it kind of, um, when did the concept really arise for you guys uh, to the point where you thought, where you realized, oh, this this seems like it actually could be a long-term use case potentially, and it's gaining enough steam, and now we're seeing it basically, it's popping up all over the place in different industries. When did that light bulb sort of turn on for you that this may have applications? Because I'm curious if it was in the summer of 2020. Uh, I, I can't really remember if the metaverse was as popular as it is today, but just curious when that sort of light bulb turned on for you. Yeah, I would say it was around the summer of this year, actually, when we had just validated our ability to build out a full body avatar and validated our ability to actually animate these change poses. Then once we um, saw that we were able to build that kind of product, you know, the opportunities were wide open. It, it was clear that there's so much we could do with an avatar product like this and so many directions we could take it. Um, yeah, so I would say the summer of this year is when we started thinking about it. And in conjunction with that, one of the core value propositions we want to provide to designers as well is building a large, easily accessible, easily updatable network of digital avatars that they can use in their prototyping processes. So as you can imagine, as we get more consumers on this product and platform, we're going to be able to build quite an impressive network of body shapes and sizes that have never before existed for product development teams. And so there's a lot we can do there too to help monetize that and to help um, really accelerate and shorten that product development timeline to make clothing that fits. Yeah, no, totally, totally. I think uh, it's so interesting when you develop a product for one use case in one industry, and then all of a sudden, um, 
something new like the metaverse comes along and I feel like you kind of <laughs> have to rejigger your expectations and and uh, you know incorporate that into your long-term long-term strategy um, mm-hmm. I, I I'd love to touch on you mentioned raising a seed round next year sometime uh, you know in, in your mind what does the right sort of capital partner look like for you guys do you want people who have deep industry ties in the you know the retail space what what does that sort of um, ideal capital partner look like Yeah, so we were really lucky in the round that we just closed in October to bring in some angels that exactly fit that description of investors who have industry expertise and ties to the right folks in the market. And so I'd like to kind of highlight two of those angels. One is um, a prior operator. He actually just recently exited his app for costume, um, for studio productions in film and television. And so he has the industry leading continuity software for studio productions. And the reason how the reason why we initially got connected was because I thought there could be an awesome partnership opportunity um, with his app. And so anyway, he exited his app in 2020, was really excited about our technology and came in as a investor for a round. And so he's been absolutely integral in helping us with our bottoms up strategy of getting costume designers on board and giving us those connections in the entertainment space that we otherwise wouldn't have. Um, the other venture kind of group that kind of came in in our initial round is Refashion Ventures. Um, the co-founder and GP of Refashion Ventures actually co-founded the New York Fashion Tech Lab um, and has deep ties in the fashion industry. So she has also been absolutely critical in helping provide awesome advice and connections to the, the, to the folks that we need to speak with in fashion. And so with those two um, types of investors, we've really been able to build out our networks, both in entertainment and fashion. And so as I look to this larger seed round that's happening next year, I would look for similar types of investors and capital partners, folks that have industry experience and also folks that have experience with scaling SaaS products as well. Totally. Totally. I think that makes a ton of sense. It's always so great when you can get kind of those early angels to be, you know, not just quote unquote friends and family, but actually strategic partners with alignment. Um, But speaking of friends and family, I have to ask, what has it been like uh, running a company with your sister? Did you guys growing up? Did you dream about being, you know, executives just crushing it? What was, uh, what's it been like thus far? It's so funny because my sister and I are only 15 months apart. So we're extremely close and have always been really close through our entire lives. Um, what that has afforded us is actually a really good working relationship because we're super good at, if we have a disagreement, working through it quickly you know, um, and what's really nice about it too is our um, focus. Our focuses are extremely different. So she's very technical. She handles all the product development, whereas my focus is really on the business side of things. And so there's not a lot of overlap, and we have a lot of trust in each other. We've seen each other been, be successful in separate careers, so we have a lot of trust in each other's abilities. And so I actually think it's been one of the best parts of building the startup is having Margaret by my side. Um, and yeah, I couldn't imagine a better co-founder. That's awesome. Yeah. I know. I think about starting a company with my brother and my sister, and I feel like, uh, it reduces any potential awkwardness that there ever may be about, you know, any confrontation. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) If you just want to get down to the nitty gritty and, uh, be very, very upfront, I feel like it's got to make it that much easier. Um, Mm -hmm. well, I, I would love to hear just, you know, in our remaining time, you know, 
are you guys looking to sort of, you know, graduate booth and stay in Chicago? Are you going to go out to New York where there's more, you know, I would imagine there's probably more of the, you know, retail industry out there. I, I, I got kind of green to this whole sort of industry. Um, but what's kind of the plans for, for once you graduate booth and ideally raise that seed round, where do you think you guys will sort of set up shop? Yeah, it's a great question. So we haven't totally decided quite yet. It's a topic that we discuss frequently. Um, but currently, our team is based in two main areas. So Margaret is based in Silicon Valley. I'm based in Chicago. And our investors are based in LA and New York. And so obviously, California and New York are big hubs for fashion and entertainment. And so those are definitely areas that we would consider. But I also really love Chicago. So um, and have built out an awesome network of people here in Chicago. So that definitely is high up there in, in the um, rankings of contenders. That's awesome. All right. Well, Chicago Capital, we'll see what we can do to get you to stay and hopefully have <laughs> you on many future rounds. But um, regardless, Janice, thank you so much for hopping on. This has been such a blast. Uh, I think people are going to be really kind of interested in what you guys are working on. And if they want to check you out, learn more about you, learn more about the company, uh, where can they go? They can go to www.truetoform.fit to learn more. Thanks so much, Matt. Awesome. Janice, thank you.